Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to another day, another show. Here we are on Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. So glad you're here bright and early with us. This hour, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, an owl found in a Christmas tree. That would be... Quite alarming. Also coming up today, a game of Would You Rather. A man shoots another man over potato chips. We'll be talking law in studio with Greg Thurman of Thurman and Flanagan. And 10 bizarre house rules that people are talking about from when they were growing up. See if you can relate. We got all that more coming up today on the show. Brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here for Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. Maisie Stella, who plays Daphne Conrad on the show Nashville, is 20. Taylor Swift, turning 34 today. Katherine Schwarzenegger, the wife of Chris Pratt, is 34. Amy Lee, from Little Rock's own group Evanescence, is 42 today. Tom DeLonge, former Blink-182 guitarist and singer, is 48. Actor, and he's also a singer. Jamie Foxx is 56 today. Nene Leakes. She was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, is 56 today. Rex and Rob Ryan, the NFL coaching buddies, brothers, and twins. They are 61 today. Johnny Whitaker, the original version of Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, is 64. Morris Day is 66. Actor Steve Buscemi is 66 as well. Randy Owen, singer for Alabama, is 74. Ted Nugent is 75 today. Today's National Cocoa Day, and on this day in history, the city of San Diego offered rainmaker Charles Hatfield $10,000 to bring rain to the city during a severe drought that happened in 1915. By the end of January, the streams were overwhelmed and causing major flooding. It must have worked. <laughs> On this date, 1975, Fog Hat's Slow Ride entered the top 40. That was on this date in 1975. The Philadelphia Mint in 1978 began stamping the Susan B. Anthony dollar, the first coin to honor a woman. It was taken out of circulation quickly because it was too easy to mistake for a quarter. Yeah. Okay. It was, But it was a dollar, you know. In 1979, on this date, the National Christmas Tree went dark to honor the American hostages in Iran. Only the star on the top of the tree was lit, 
And President Carter said the rest of the world wouldn't be lit. I'm sorry, the rest of the tree wouldn't be lit until the hostages returned home. It stayed dark until Reagan's inauguration in uh, January of 1981, two years later. Well, I should say a little over a year later, right? Uh, The Jack Frost holiday special aired for the first time on this date in 1979. The movie Clue released on this date in 1985. Jerry Maguire released in 1996 on this date. Al Gore conceded the presidential election to George W. Bush on this date in 2000. In 2003, U.S. soldiers captured Saddam Hussein in the raid of a farm 10 miles outside of his hometown of Tikrit. He was in a hole, literally, literally in a hole. Okay, what else do we have here? In 2010, a 2,400-year-old pot of soup was unearthed in China. I've never heard of that. What else do we have here? Finally, Alan Thicke. Actor Alan Thicke. You remember he was Jason on the show Growing Pains. He died of a heart attack in 2016 at the age of 69. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is time now for your random facts here for your Wednesday. In every U.S. state, when it comes to slot machines, the winner is not the person who puts in the money. It's the person who presses the button or pulls the arm. In 2017, a man in Florida learned that the hard way. He had his female friend push the slot machine button for good luck. It was a $100,000 jackpot, but casino officials told the guy they had to pay her. There's no bet until the button is pressed legally. Yeah, things turned sour. The girl did not give him a dime. Yeah, he definitely learned the hard way. Subway's BMT Sandwich, originally named after the Brooklyn-Manhattan Transit Subway Lines. Now it stands for Bigger, Meatier, and Tastier. I've always wondered that. Because I like the BMT Sandwich, but I could never quite figure out what the BMT stood for. Like bacon, meat, and something else? I don't know. Now you know. Brooklyn-Manhattan Transit. Catchy, isn't it? The original plan for Gremlins was to use monkeys wearing masks, but when a test monkey freaked out, the producers realized they'd have to use puppets. Staten Island voted to secede from New York City in 1993, but it turned out the plan violated New York's state constitution. So, it yeah, it had to be a an awkward reuniting there at that point. And finally, about 20 years before the Lincoln-Douglas debates, Stephen Douglas tried to date a woman named Mary Todd. Hmm. She was not interested in him and married Abraham Lincoln instead. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Well, how is this for alarming? Like, who did it? An owl found in a Christmas tree. Uh, Kentucky family Christmas came to a, well, a, a halt. Uh, when an extreme surprise happened, a sur- an extreme surprise happened when it was discovered that an owl was living inside their Christmas tree. It was found when a carpet cleaner was performing a job and saw this owl in the tree. They didn't even notice it. The people that lived that lived there. Uh, this is homeowner Michelle White and her carpet cleaner Bobby Hayes talking about finding the owl inside the Christmas tree. I was so stunned. I have three dogs. We use this room nonstop, no indication. The owl was literally sitting on a lower limb here. It 
crawled up into the tree further. It took me several minutes to even find it. I would have left the house. The, the owl could have stayed without me. I wasn't coming home. Everybody's <laughs> going to be able to have a Merry Christmas now. Wow, that is crazy that they did not discover it, yet it took someone else coming in to, uh, to see it. The dogs didn't even know it was there, but apparently the lady was able to safely remove the owl and set it free in a wooded area outside her house so it could hoot, hoot, hoot all day long without ruining Christmas. Good morning. So you've probably heard the expression, would you rather? Would you rather... You know, only be able to smell pickles the rest of your life or have no toes or something like that, right? Well, there's a new poll out there, and it's kind of a would-you-rather situation. Some of us have trouble hitting a 10,000-step goal every day, but what if you were paid for each step? A new poll is asking people, would you rather receive $1 million today or earn three cents for every step you take for the rest of your life? About 56% of people said they'd prefer three cents per step. Yeah, so long as you're able to walk, I guess. It's uh, probably a no-brainer for Grandpa, though. You know, don't want to... Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the age of, 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 of the person, right? If it's someone younger, of course, take the three cents. If you do get 10,000 steps a day, that's $300 a day or $2,100 a week. And uh, almost $110,000 a year. And in that case... It would take a little over nine years to get to one million, but after that, you could keep going. So everything's gravy after that. That's around $195 per hour walking. But some smart finance types say it still might be better to take the lump sum now, provided you save and invest the money. Plus, you know, a million dollars today is worth more than it's going to be worth 10 years from now. It's just, uh, that's a fact, Jack. And so you might want to take that into account as well. Yeah. Or you could just get to stepping and start making all kinds of money. So I think you can make it up in no time. If you were being paid to walk around, you'd walk everywhere. Right? Until you could buy a really nice car and you never had to walk again. All right. What would you rather do? Million now, three cents a step for life. Let me know. Send me a text. 870-505-1518. Good morning. It's time for... Stranger Than Fiction. Well, Ohio is rivaling Florida in some of these segments lately. An Ohio man is being charged after shooting another man in the face over refusing to share his potato chips. This is part of the arrest of Melvin Wright and him claiming he's innocent while in the back of the police cruiser. Well, we already got a shot. How many people are supposed to be on there? Did we get them? Yeah. You got a weapon on you, bro? Where's it at? In your backpack? That's all I've been doing is just trying to get my life together with God. Definitely wasn't me. It definitely wasn't me. Well, then who was it? I don't know. But uh, it's really strange to hear of someone shooting someone over something so simple as a bag of potato chips. I mean, if it were like uh, some Doritos or something, it might make a little more sense. Anyway, that is stranger than fiction. Never shoot anybody for any reason uh, other than self-defense. Good morning. Good morning. We are back in studio with Greg Thurman of Thurman and Flanagan. Thanks for being here, Greg. Of course, last week we talked about disability and the process, the back and forth process of appeals and things like that. And then it's spurred some additional questions as in why, why the back and forth and the rejections and the appeals process? Is it about uh, government red tape or, you know, is it about weeding people out? Well, I thank you for having me back in studio. I think it's a combination. Uh, I I do believe that part of the process and and how long it takes to win the case weeds out people because ultimately you still have bills 
you still have life. And while you can work part-time, and we talked about, you know, the SGA levels, the substantial gainful activity levels that are allowable, that's still not a lot of money to pay bills in today's world. And so I do think there is a little bit of the inertia of it taking so long that it weeds out people. People just, hey, I'll just gut it out or I'm just going to have to do something. You know, I can't wait. And, and a lot of times I they'll call me and they'll say, you know, Greg, now that you've seen my medical records, what do you think? And and I'll be straight with them if I if I think, look, I understand it's rough, but you are disabled. The, the medical is going to support it, and I believe you'll be a credible witness. If you can hang in there, <laughs> I always tell people, beg, borrow, but don't steal. This is sometimes when you have to rely on friends and family to help you get through this time. But if I look at the case after the medical rolls in and I start seeing things that, you know, are inconsistent with what they told me when, when I took the case and maybe their doctors begin to question, you know, whether they're being compliant with treatment, things like that, I'll shoot them straight and say, look, this is this is a hard case. And if you if you're thinking about going back to work and it goes back to what I said at the very beginning, I always think it's best for people that can work to work. There's a benefit to that. And so I've I've told people, you know, after spending 15, 16 months on a case, I think you should, if you can go back to work, go back to work, give it a try. And, and, you know, there's something called a trial work period where if somebody goes back to work and they're unsuccessful within a six-month period, we can reopen their claim. So anyway, it's a a long process. I think it's partly that, and I think it's also partly a a funding issue. (laughs) We, you know, when I first started doing this for every administrative law judge, they had three assistants. Now, for every administrative law judge, they share one assistant. Over time, we've lost a lot of expertise as people retire, uh, new people come on board. And like I told you, you know, in previous segments, it's a very complex area of the law. And these government employees, they, they have a lot to learn, and there's a big learning curve. Uh, when we lose the experienced workers at the Social Security Administration, as well at DDS, it is noticeable. The pandemic has clearly not helped either. Excellent explanation, Greg. Thank you so much. Talking Law, back again, same time next week with Thurman and Flanagan. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great morning so far. Well, this is one of those funny, weird internet things. I mean, the internet does have funny things. Yes, we know that. Not just ridiculous things. So, one of the threads on social media that has caught fire is, when you were growing up, what bizarre rules... Bizarre house rules were there at people's houses that you visited. So you went over to a friend's house and they had these, a a weird rule when you were staying there. So we've got a list of 10 of the best and most bizarre ones. Uh, Somebody said they had to take a bath at a friend's house one time. And the house rule there was they reused the bath water. I guess to conserve money or water or whatever. And there were five kids living in the house. The person said they actually had to use water that someone else had already used before. And they are still bothered by it to this day. That is that is gross. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this bizarre house rule at this house was the internet had to be off at 8 p.m. Because all the good websites shut off and the only websites left were bad or naughty websites. Okay. Another rule, also about Wi-Fi. The father would turn the Wi-Fi off at 9 p.m. every night so it wasn't wasted. I mean, that could have been back in the dial-up days, like, you know, when you only had so much bandwidth or whatever, right? What I mean, it wasn't unlimited back then, so I guess I kind of I understand that one, especially as a dad. Another bizarre rule, kids weren't allowed inside during the day. So when you visited... 
You had to stay outside the whole time, including mealtime. So if you're over there during mealtime at this place, the mom would just hand you uh, your your plate out of the wind out the window. She just hand it out the window like you're <laughs> like you're at a restaurant going to pick up your takeout or whatever. Okay. Uh, another one was every morning the females in the home, including the guests. So if you were a, a female staying over at her, at your friend's house, they all had to wake up early and clean the house even though it was clean the day before, okay? Another one, the parents had a rule you had to say no, please. So anytime you said no, you have to say please after it. So, you know, if someone's over there and, uh, you know, your friend's brother is pulling your hair or beating you up, you had to say no, please. Another bizarre rule, a woman says she slept over at a friend's house when she was 14 and her friend's mom would confiscate her phone at the door, even though her dad had given her her phone for safety. Another bizarre house rule growing up when staying over. Someone said they went to a friend's house and no one was allowed to chew gum. That was one of their big family rules. Uh, and then someone went over to a sleepover in middle school and got in trouble for taking their shoes off when they entered the house. They had a strict family rule, shoes on at all times except when sleeping. <laughs> I, I don't mind that rule. I mean... That's always the thing. When you go over to someone's house, you never know what how they are about shoes on or off or whatever, you know? And uh, that's, that's always a weird one, you know? You always, when you're going to someone's house for the first time to hang out or whatever, uh, you, got, you better make sure you wear good socks because you just never know. You might be walking around in them. And finally, one person said they were eating lunch during a play date, and it was tomato soup and crackers. They grabbed some crackers, crunched them with their hands over the bowl, and the mom said, no, 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 that's not how we do it here you got to place the cracker in the soup first and then crunch it with your spoon. That's according to BuzzFeed. Bizarre rules when staying over to a friend's house growing up. You got some out there for yourself? Let us know. Text it to 870-505-1518. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. You never know what kind of weird videos are going to go viral out there. This is one of them. A woman went on TikTok to explain that she is dumping her boyfriend because he refused to get her toilet paper when the bathroom she was using ran out. This is a woman named Jess Jacobson talking about the incident. I'm breaking up with the guy I'm dating because of what he did to me while I was on the toilet the other day. And I'm not joking. Like, I'm being so serious right now. So I'm at his house. There's no toilet paper. I'm like, damn. Hey, babe, could you please grab me some toilet paper? He said no. I already told you that bathroom's out of toilet paper. Sorry. Okay. So this, I get, is this grounds for breakup, ladies? Is this grounds for breakup? Obviously, they are boyfriend, girlfriend. They're not married or anything, but uh, he refused to help her out. So is this a dumpable offense? No pun intended, since she could not use toilet paper. What do you think? Shoot me a text, 870-505-1518. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are having a great morning so far. Well, something weird is happening in a Texas neighborhood. I guess it has happened. It is a random Santa Claus inflatable. It's popped up in an empty lot in a Texas neighborhood, and apparently it's fueling all kind of rumors. It's gone viral. Nobody knows where this Santa inflatable came from. There's uh, there, there are people talking about it uh, and expressing their mystery about this inflatable Santa. Nobody lives on this lot, so we don't know who installed Santa, but isn't that fun? Isn't it a fun thing to have in our community? I was shocked when I first saw it. My family and I like to drive by it at night. He's definitely coming to our neighborhood, and he's never going to miss my house. 
He's never going to miss your house because of the inflatable Santa. Pretty cool little uh, trick, right? It's creating all kind of mystery, and people are wondering about it. So, uh, you know, yeah, maybe we should find an empty lot around here and put one up. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up, show at ikewingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.